0: Can you hear us, Craig? Yeah. How
1: are you guys doing today?
2: Good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great.
2: Good. Good. Right? Good.
0: <clears throat> Perfect. We're doing good as well.
2: All right. So, welcome back to Girls Talk Football. I'm your host Tiffany, with my co-host French, and our other fabulous co-host Craig. Um, today, we are doing our NFC North Division week. Um, we are doing the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get in too deep into the Lions, I want to start out with a couple of topics that um, have been going on in the news lately. So the NFL and club executives agreed to a proposal to raise the debt limit for each team from $350 million to $500 million for the 2020 season. Um, and that's due to this uncertainty with the coronavirus, and they're supposed to vote on May 19th.
0: Okay, so that's for the personal proposal to raise the debt limit for each team. So that's pretty much their So allowance. they're
2: allowing the teams to have another $150 million in debt.
0: Oh, so they want to start limiting what want to be in debt for? That's a lot of money.
2: Yeah.
1: So, the way the NFL works is they predicate every single decision on leveling the playing field, so to speak. The The prime goal or objective, objective uh, is to make sure that every team is fair so when they set rules for debt limits and stuff like that that's 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 in an effort to make sure that there's a level playing field so um it sounds like they actually i wasn't even aware of this until this came out sounds like there's a limit on how much money an organization or a franchise can borrow
2: okay um
1: so they must just be preparing to give them some extra money to make it through the season as far as operating worst case
2: scenario And then, um, so another interesting thing was Sam Darnold, who's a quarterback for the New York Jets. um, He kind of spoke out about, you know, playing in the coronavirus. And he said that he thinks whatever guidelines are, uh, whatever they determine, that's safe for them to go back to practice, be in facilities and play games against opponents. They're going to do their due diligence and make sure that they're safe coming back. Um, He did make a good point, which I actually was talking to French a little bit about earlier. That, you know, of course we have have talked about, you know, them playing without fans and etc. But Sam Darnold made a good point. He said, I think not having fans there being able to hear the defense calls, obviously the defense being able to hear my calls pretty loud and clear. It'll be different to say the least. So I guess that's one thing I never really thought about is if they're able to hear each other's calls, if they do try and play without fans.
0: I agree. And. Not having the fans at these games, if that comes, if that conclusion comes, that situation does come up, um, is going to be huge relief for opposing o- offenses. Because if you're at a home game you're cheering for your favorite team, when the opposing team is on the offense, I mean the crowd's going crazy. You can't hear you, you can't hear anything, but when the home team's offense is on in the field, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. So obviously the fans play a huge role in the sort of excitement and hype that goes around the. Uh, the 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 frequency of the I, I don't even know the word of it. i a blank of it. But anyway, how teams set up because obviously there's stadiums where the decibel levels yes. are higher than other. So but it makes a huge difference for sure for the offense. And Sam Darnold makes a great point.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's something we discussed yesterday. Was the mm-hmm. fact that strategically the offense has an advantage knowing what the play is going to be. The defense has to figure it out in real time after the ball's snapped. Uh, so now offenses are going to have to prevent the defense uh, from hearing the play call in the huddle. They don't stand that far apart. Maybe they'll walk further backwards uh, from the line of scrimmage to huddle up. Maybe they'll do more hand signals. Uh, but it's definitely going to be different than normal. Considering how loud they're probably used to calling those plays, um, it's it's definitely gonna be an adjustment.
2: Okay, here's my proposed idea. I told you this earlier. So if there's not already this idea out there, you heard it here first. So you know they have microphones, or if people don't know, they have microphones in the quarterback's helmets and well usually one or a couple other players' helmets so oh, that way captains
0: usually, so uh... that
2: way they can communicate back and forth with the coaches on the sidelines. Why don't they just put microphones on everyone's
1: helmet, and then everyone can just communicate and so you the go. way, the, here way first. It, <laughs> the way it's the way it stands right now there's um two players that are allowed mm-hmm. to have uh uh speakers in their helmets um mm-hmm. It's a one way transmission. Okay. whoever's calling the plays can talk to the player on the field there's actually a sticker on the back of their helmets that designates who that yeah. is. Now, after a certain point, when the play clock gets below, it's like 15 seconds or 20 Mm -hmm. seconds, that is automatically cut off by the league. Um, The problem with Mm. with opening this up is it's one of the easiest technologies to be hacked. Somebody could easily figure out how to intercept, similar to like the military can intercept phone calls and transmissions and stuff. So, so it kind of they've always limited that because they don't want to open the door to uh cheating.
2: Okay,
0: that would, makes sense. Would a, would a team be that low to do that? Yes, <laughs> yes. i.e., Patriots. I was, just saying, I was like, huh, Patriots. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep.
0: mm, Patriots. Mm, no, yeah, that team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, so today we're talking about the Detroit Lions. Um, so one thing I do want to point out is that Tracy Walker. Uh, who is a safety for the Detroit Lions is actually a cousin of Ahmed who is the young gentleman who just got shot re- well not recently in February mm-hmm. uh running um, by a father and son.
0: So yeah, I did say something about some NFL player. I didn't think I didn't know who it was. I I, I just saw a NFL player and it just was an article, I kinda of scrolled past it. But um yeah, a model Burley a really gentleman that was kill jogging back in february the video recently surfaced um i mean the only thing i know about the the, the arbery situation connected with the nfl officer the tracer walker i found out today from tiff but secondly that tom brady was heading the the players letter to, to the justice system or something like that according to this okay i think tom Brady is the other one that's the only thing i know about the nfl connected yeah. wise but still i mean Obviously, someone who's gonna come out say, "Hey, he's my cousin." Soon enough, was gonna be, you know, probably yeah, NFL player for sure, yeah. Um. So, oh, did you want to say
2: something, Craig?
1: No, I was just gonna say I. I maybe I've been living under a rock. I know the basics based on headlines I've seen about the case, uh, but I. I did uh, see that they were teammates in the past in high school.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Um. So the. Did- Detroit Lions, they were actually originally based in Portsmouth, Ohio, and they were called the Portsmouth Spartans. They joined the NFL in 1930. Um, they couldn't survive in Portsmouth. At the time, it was the smallest town that the NFL had anything to do with. Um, they were purchased and moved to Detroit and renamed the Lions in 1934. They hmm. are the only NFC team to not have played in a Super Bowl. Um, and they are the only franchise to have been in operation for all fifty-four seasons of the Super Bowl without having to have ever been in one.
0: I thought they at least been the one, but that I but that seems that definitely is one hundred percent correct when I read that. So yeah, you're right about that. Even during the Barry Sanders era, they never got to one. So, but Lions one of those teams that they're they can they're usually a lot really shitty, but man, they always get on Thanksgiving. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, that's a tradition. I read that they always get the Thanksgiving game every mm-hmm. year. So So a big factor um, that I've noticed looking into the Detroit Lions is their quarterback situation. So David Blow was their third-string quarterback who ended up playing the last five games of the season because their starter, Matthew Stafford, got injured and was out, as well as their backup.
0: uh, Jeff Driscoll. Who was uh, I later traded? Yeah, okay. no, I hate. I can't say
2: Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> um. So what I was telling French, you know, is I feel like you know, looking into the Detroit Lions, I feel like they definitely have a solid team, and they definitely have really talented players. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a game that they played with the Redskins, and you know, I feel like that's the best game to try and watch and see how they play because. You know, the, at this point, the Redskins were 1-9, and nine, so they just... both aren't really that great. But, you know, the big thing that I also read, too, in some of the articles is that they need consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you have three quarterbacks, you know, everyone's different. Not every quarterback's the same. Everyone kind of has their own little style, I guess. And so, chemistry. you know, yeah. when you're like a wide receiver or running back or anyone on the team and you're trying to, you know figure out how to play with three different quarterbacks within one season. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that definitely takes a big effect on how you play the game.
0: I agree. Every quarterback, every quarterback, from the matter when the start of the play, when they call it, every quarterback in the NFL is different how they approach the huddle, that's for sure. The way they're, the way they enunciate things, their ambiance, their presence, their calmness. I mean, because I'm pretty sure those NFL linemen can smell fear within the quarterback's um, eyes or in the way he, uh, you know, carries himself. But, um, you know, you're extremely right, because each quarterback brings some sort of chemistry, too, with these players. And, but that brings us back to what we were talking about, Tiff, was the Matthew Stafford-David Blow situation, where David Blow, he has some promising um, final five starts in Detroit, but obviously he was no more than a glorified backup until Matthew Stafford came from his back injury.
2: Well, and on top of that, his very first game was the Thanksgiving Day game. So, I mean, talk about, you know, there's probably a little bit of pressure, you know, putting right. on a holiday game oh, as yeah. your very first game and you're a third string quarterback.
0: Well, I guess the Bears, too. Bears might have some, I might have a bad offense, but they always have a pretty solid defense. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, Craig, sorry. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> it's good. It, if I remember correctly, the first pass he completed was a 75 yard touchdown pass to Gulladay. Um, correct. it's, it's one of those things like first impressions can be deceiving though. He, he initially started the season with the Browns. He was an undrafted free agent and Mm -hmm. he went through training camp and the Browns traded him to Detroit lions. Essentially they were swapping seventh round picks. It was kind of a trade, but not really. Um, and, uh, so when he showed up this is a guy there was no intention for any team to start him. He's not nearly as talented as any of the other quarterbacks. Um he did show some promise in training camp. I remember watching him, uh, some videos of him with the Browns. Okay. And and he's got he's got some talent, but uh no, he was kind of thrown into the fire. He did okay considering the circumstances.
2: Yeah. Right. And you know you mentioned Galladay. um I read an article, too, that they said that he's set to erupt in 2020, and he has had increased output every season. You know, his numbers have consistently gone up, and his trajectory stats are similar to that of Calvin Johnson.
0: Wow. And especially, too, having three different quarterbacks in 2019, mm-hmm. racking up over 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns. Um, That's huge. Because, uh, because, like, we go back to the same whole thing again, the chemistry. A quarterback- and
2: that's what – yeah, a big thing they said was consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. They said if he has consistency, then watch out.
0: Exactly, too. I, I, and I love um, one, of my, one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. He's not he's a good number one, number two guy, depending on what team he is. But right now, the Marvin Jones um, Jr. on the Lions, right now he's number two behind Galladay, pretty much. But I, I like Marvin Jones. I think he's always a very solidified wide receiver. He's age 30. He's been in the league for about eight, nine years now. Played the big, Got drafted by the Bengals and went to the um, Lions. I, I like Marvin Jones. I'm pretty excited about what the Lions core, receiving core has to offer this year, um, especially with the tight Hawk, end T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa. I'm a big fan of him.
2: Um, So another breakout player that they talked about, too, was drafted in the second round this year is DeAndre Swift. He's a running back. Um, they believe that they found a running back to pair with Kieran Johnson.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kieran Johnson. Okay, gotcha.
2: He says he's a do it all. Um, he's adept to catching the ball out of the backfield, um, and grinding out yardage between tackles.
1: So, one of the one of the things that's that he's got going for him is he came out of Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. anybody that pays a little bit of attention to football. The last few running backs to come out of Georgia have just been absolutely lights out. Um, mm-hmm. For example, Nick Chubb last year, or the last two years, uh, he's he's been solid. Um, you know, there's, there's a number of guys that have just been outstanding. Um, so he's got a good pedigree. What's interesting is with the Lions right now, they have uh eight running backs on their roster which is a lot to carry in um i don't know if some of them are going to have some sort of like fullback type application but i did
2: read a thing that said that you know the coaches and the gm were talking about they did want to have a stable of running backs because they did say you know running backs do tend to wear out a little bit quicker uh as opposed to you know quarterbacks and some of these other players Mm-hmm. Um, due to, you know, I guess more pressure they put on their bodies, you know, running and, you know, I, know I have mm-hmm. bad knees. You know, I'm only 25, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, running backs don't play a whole long time. I mean, I think it averages like anywhere between 6 to 10 years at most, but obviously you still see the the, the phenomenal Frank Gore playing, so it just depends how they handle themselves, how they take care of themselves in the season and during the season as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But I think when we're talking about the Lions in a hole, I really am eager to see how Matthew Stafford comes back from this back injury. And at the time when Matthew Stafford signed that big contract, he became the highest NFL player in, in NFL history, mm-hmm. highest paid player in NFL history. Um, so he's 32 years old right now. He won't become a free agent until 2023. That contract was five years, $135 million, average salary of $27 million per year. But that guarantee signing was 16 and a half million. My God, these Lions have poured their freaking wallets into Stafford. I mean, I would love to see Stafford succeed, but he's getting older. Yeah. I mean, is he I mean, do they have do, Craig, do you tip? Do you guys believe that Stafford might have a window with his age and his contract size?
2: I mean, I feel like he does, but if you look at, you know, not that I'm trying to compare, but mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have the name for himself as, like, a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Manning, you know, and manning. all of them, you know, Peyton Manning, all those guys who are all these legendary quarterbacks. You know, he hasn't really made that name for himself. So, being at that age, you know, with his injuries, you know, I mean, they're definitely – he still does have time to make a comeback, but I just think it's a short amount of time. Um, and this year is definitely going to be a determining year if he's healthy. Um, and if he does play well – and so
1: on and so forth. He is mm-hmm. actually, he's he's got a reputation for being a durable quarterback. He's also one right. of the toughest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Uh, but right. just to give you an idea, since 2011, last season was the only one where he didn't play 16 games. Um, okay. So I remember there was a time the Lions scored a game-winning drive on the Browns, and they pushed the ball into the red zone, And Stafford took a shot and had broken ribs and a dislocated shoulder, and still went up, snapped the ball, and threw a game-winning touchdown pass. Like the guy's got heart, and it's if you get some time, look it up on YouTube. It was even as a Browns fan, we were. It was a heartbreaking loss, but we're like, okay, he earned that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. um, You can't
2: really be too upset at a guy
1: who. Right. What What's really been his strength over the years is throwing for a ton of yards he moves the ball um Mm. he's got over 40,000 yards passing in his first 10 seasons he's got an 89 quarterback rating which is actually pretty good um and before he went out last year his quarterback rating was over 100 so the guy can pass what's gonna keep him from being in that company with Brady and Favre and And Roethlisberger and Manning and stuff like that is going to be his lack of Super Bowl appearances and playoff appearances. uh, Aside from winning the Super Bowl, Um, that's really
0: playoffs three times in his whole career.
1: Right. This is a guy that I wish we could see kind of with another organization. They like they're really hanging on to this guy because he can sling it, and they've stuck with him through thick and thin. But um, I don't know if it's going to happen in Detroit.
2: Yeah, and, um, you know, this game that I watched with the Redskins today, they said how to lose a game, um, it's with self-inflicted tight mistakes, so, you know, I think that if they can tighten up all those screws that are, you know, those patch Mm -hmm. those holes and, you know, those little things that they need to improve, and you know, I've said it before and I'll keep saying it again. I think this season is going to be a fun season to watch. I think that it's going to be a comeback season for a lot of teams. And mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, how people heal. You know, if they're healthy, if they've trained, you know, with the coronavirus, etc. Mm-hmm.
0: How, how everyone and the player, no matter what, the position, how they, how, no matter what position has held themselves accountable for what's going on, because they can't do any team activities. They're all pretty much going, be ready working remotely yeah, from home. But um, you're right, and I think Lions, I wanted, I think, because I put, like, when we did our division predictions, I put the Cardinals at, at the NFC West as the one to win it, because I think those surprised a lot of people. I wish I could say the same thing for the Lions, um, but – you know, it's depend on how many people can stay healthy around Matthew Stafford, and obviously, most point Matthew Stafford can get healthy too, because like you said, Craig, he's definitely a quarterback. You're like man, I wish he can be put in a different uh, system. And man, like, like honestly, I think right now Matthew Stafford would be a perfect quarterback in Minnesota. I think he's just a better version of Kirk Cousins. Yeah.
1: I think, I think that, I think that uh, Stafford is a little bit more of a gunslinger, not quite as yeah. careful with the ball. I would be intrigued to see him in like New Orleans where Drew Brees has also been able to throw for 4,500 or 5,000 yards a season, put up a ton of touchdowns, except he's had the cast to carry them into the playoffs perennially. So. Mm -hmm.
0: You're right. And I mean, Stafford has three more years left on his contract from that big one. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I remember Kirk Cousins was a free agent after he came away from Washington. It's like, wow, this dude. He, I mean, is been the biggest free agent quarterback signs of all time. I mean, do you, do you believe that will be a staffer if he decides to leave, or do you believe he'll be a lion for us his career?
1: Uh, I really think it's tied to if Matt Patricia can keep his job pass this year. I don't, sure. I don't know that they have a whole lot of faith in him. The Belichick coaching tree isn't. None of them have have been as good as Belichick. Um, it's. It's tough to say. I, I don't know. Coaches and quarterbacks are usually married. Uh, Patricia committed to keep moving forward with him, So he'll probably last as long as Patricia does. Uh, occasionally they'll come in and say, oh, come on. I inherited this guy. Let me go get my guy and then fire me if I can't win. But um, it it would be interesting to see him maybe even go to a contender like New England.
2: Yeah. That would be pretty interesting.
0: It would be interesting because I think it would be obviously it'll be older when he gets when he gets let go if he decides to go and trust the free agent market. But man. That's, a, that's definitely one a lot of time for Angel quarterback you're going to get for sure.
2: Well, and, you know, with how the Lions are, you know, not being the greatest, never, you know, being to a Super Bowl, et cetera. You know, and with Stafford, you know, he was been with the Lions since 2009. And, you know, when you said with that $135 million contract, mm-hmm. he was actually the highest paid NFL player in history at that time. Um, so, you know, with him being now with the Lions for going on 11 years – you know, with this trend that we've been seeing with the quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. I can definitely see maybe them, you know, wanting to get rid of him when his contract's up, but at the same time, maybe they want to get their money's worth.
0: Yeah, because Craig definitely put putting in for sure, too. I mean, he's the energizer of, of the NFL quarterbacks. I mean, he really does not stop going. Yeah. I mean, I fully believe he's been going into the season having a back injury previous the previous year and go in and start just gunslinging the ball and throwing for four or four, 5,000 yards and... 30-plus touchdowns, you know? So I, I definitely believe Matthew Stafford is make a full recovery. And I wish I could say the same thing about the Lions. I wish the Lions can take the NFC North. I'm sorry, babe, but the Packers. But um, but that's one of those teams I would I, – I, I'm not I, – I mean, I, will see, I don't want to see many teams succeed, but, like, Lions are one of those teams, like, you know I, I wish they would do well. You know, I wish they would go, like, 10-6 and six and maybe win a playoff game, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree with
0: that. I agree wholly, yeah.
2: Um, well, that's all I had on the Lions. There wasn't really too too much.
0: Yeah, crazy, crazy. I think this will be like another Bengals. Kind of <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I mean, I think there's some. I think there's a few things to talk about here. Do you guys? Uh, did you guys watch much Ohio State football?
2: Uh, I'm not a big college, so I don't really know.
0: I, I would. Uh, I, I teeter on like I only watch floor games if and if that. Uh, it it to be pretty bad in order for me to like, focus on college football. If
1: that makes <laughs> sense. I uh, I don't follow it too closely either, but uh, living in Ohio, it's tough to get away from it. I will say, and uh, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not. Okuda was a solid number three pick, but the <laughs> guy, the where re- I think they stole a lineman in the draft, and uh, they had acquired pick number seventy five by trade. And uh, the guy's name is Jonah Jackson, I believe. Um, I don't know why it's escaping me at the moment, but, uh, yeah, let's see.
0: Offensive guard.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be solid. Um, another guy that's on the Lions um, that I think is a little bit underrated is Danny Shelton. Uh, He was disappointed, disappointing in Cleveland. We drafted him, uh, but he, he had a few really good seasons with the Patriots. Um, Jamie Collins is another guy that played for the Browns Uh and Patriots. Uh, He's kind of up and down. So hopefully they, uh, hopefully they get a good side of him. Um, I, I think that their biggest issue is going to be sharing the division with the Vikings and the Packers. I don't, I think maybe in a different division, they'd win, they'd win more games.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, if they were more in a division with, like, you know, maybe the one we were talking about last week or with the Jags, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, the ASC South Con division, like, she was getting after. I love her, though.
2: Anyway. And, um, and,
1: and think about but, this real quick, not to interject, but we were talking about Deon- DeAndre Swift, okay? Yeah. So – let me let me rattle off a couple of running backs that are in the NFL from Georgia. Um you have Nick Chubb, you have mm-hmm. Todd Gurley, you have okay. Sony Michelle.
2: Mm-hmm. All right,
1: and then uh those are well, really those are the three most recent ones to come out. Um, but from the same school that Herschel Walker and Terrell Davis came out of, um Sean mm-hmm. Moreno, uh there, there's just a, a very strong lineage of running backs that come from Georgia. I think they're going to get a steal out of this. And I, agree. I I think they got a first round talent in the second round.
0: Yeah, usually a lot of those first round talent running backs come early in that second round pick, coming at the pick of number 35.
2: Yeah, they did say that he was the top running back on a lot of people's boards for the draft. So, you know, I'm sure the Lions were surprised that he was still available at that time, too, as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think they're just trying to – I think you're right with the, the, the linemen they've been signing, Craig, the one they drafted from off-state, from what Tiff was saying about the running back, I feel like they're really trying to do their best to give Matthew Stafford a lot more help. Um, You know, I think the Galdé, Marvin Jones are going to be really good additions – I mean, good – are going to go into next season two, helping him even more. And you also got Danny Amendola, who's a nice slot right receiver, you know?
1: No, he's an outstanding veteran, especially to play that uh, third wide receiver role.
0: Yeah, perfect one for him too. So, I think I think they're really starting to get their shit together. You know, excuse my French, but <laughs> I mean, like you said, too, you want them to be successful, you want them to cheer. But man, as long as they're the divisions say they are, it's just going to be it's hard to compete. It's going to be hard, yeah. That is one of the hardest divisions historically. And just to be in.
2: I think the only other team in this division that they could maybe give a run for their money is the Bears. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: You know, I think if they keep working hard with who they have and, you know, keep fixing all those little screws and holes and things like that, then, you know, they could be a contender, you know, I think down the road in this division.
0: I can definitely see them sweeping the Bears. Because mm. Bears have a whole lot of turmoil with Nick Foles, Trubisky, who knows what. So. Yeah. Did
1: you guys uh, catch most of the NFL draft?
0: We watched a good amount of it. We actually watched a pretty good amount of it.
1: Did, did. you catch...
2: Yeah, well, we watched it on... Um, we didn't watch the actual drafts because we don't have cable. We just have, like, an Xbox and...
0: Oh, yeah,
2: Netflix. All um, that. so we just pulled up CBS and tried to just follow as much as we could on CBS. Ah, uh, did
1: you happen to see the clip of Bill O'Brien, the Texans coach, going nuts when the Lions backed out of a trade at the last minute? No, that's you're not. that's some uh, YouTube gold right there too. Make sure you look that up. Uh, uh, supposedly they were working out a trade in the draft and uh, it fell apart at the last minute. The, the Texans only had a moment to pick somebody uh they fully expected to trade the pick and and he just went nuts on tv and uh oh yeah it's uh <laughs> uh you know from it's it's lions related i thought i'd mention it if anybody hasn't seen that clip and is bored in yeah. quarantine uh-huh. look it up it's pretty funny but uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, mean, I think we're all starting to go get to the point where we'll do anything for some entertainment yeah pretty much Well, did you guys have anything else?
0: I I don't think so. I mean, to sum up from what I'm excited for about the Lions is, if if I'm looking for something for the Lions this year, I'm excited for what Matthew Stafford has to bring back. Mm -hmm. I'm mostly excited for Matthew Stafford.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. You know, I'm excited for, you know, some of these players that they've drafted and they've Mm -hmm. traded um, to see, you know, what they add to the team. Because, you know, watching this game, they do have potential – um, watching their highlights and stuff, you definitely see potential from the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that they'll be a fun team to watch this season. So,
1: just out of curiosity, what are your guys' opinion on this? According to Vegas, uh, for the NFC North, the Packers have the best chance to win the division, followed by the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The Lions are actually <laughs> behind the Bears.
0: So, you're saying Lions so are. It's
2: Packers, Vikings. Yes, lines.
1: according to Vegas. Now, now, if anybody doesn't know the impact of Vegas, Vegas has these guys, and their job is to sit around and figure out these odds, so it's a fair bet, okay? And they give mm-hmm. them a plus or a minus. It's either a handicap or a disadvantage, and the goal is to predict. So, for example, if a team is negative three, all right, um, the goal is that the score is going to be within three points of each other. All right, so if, if you're over okay. three, you win. If, if it's more than three away from a win, you lose, if, if that makes sense. It's kind of hard to explain. Anyways, mm-hmm. Vegas is so accurate with these numbers that when uh, – did you guys watch any of that new football league that was out last year? XFL or – Yeah. No. no. Oh, no. So having never played a game, they set the over-unders on these games and came within a half a point of some, some of them and uh, and that's for a league they've never seen a game played before so um that's why it's significant is because usually you can get a gauge of who's the favorite who's the not and the house right. always wins they're they're right more often than they're wrong so so according to them again the packers are going to come in first they're betting on the vikings coming second Bears coming in third Lions fourth i'm a little surprised that the lions are behind the bears
0: yeah, yeah, I am
2: as well.
0: I am as well. I would do. I would I do the, Packers, I, Vikings, Lions,
2: Bears. Yeah, I think um, from what I've been seeing a little bit on the Bears, or yeah, the Bears. I haven't dove too much deep into them quite yet, um, but they do seem a little bit messy. Is that
0: for the Lions?
2: No, the Bears. Oh,
0: Bears are a mess. Bears That's what I'm getting.
2: Is they're they're kind of messy and
0: they're just they're paying a lot of money for two quarterbacks right now. That's already a mess. They probably have much. I'm not saying Trubisky's a starter, but they pretty much have kind of two starters right now, and they're gonna go into the training camp and this season going like, what the, what do we do? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean they don't have talent, but I just think this quarterback drama is really. I think quarterback drama can definitely ruin a team. I think they'll. I don't know. What to expect. I feel. I believe, I believe Nick Foles will come out of this.
2: Yeah, I would take the Lions over
0: the Bears. I would too. I don't. I mean, obviously, Craig said Vegas is more. Right and wrong, but I just don't see—I just don't see the Lions being worse than the Bears. I feel the Bears have a big drop-off learning curve season this year.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, that's all I have for you guys.
0: I think I'm good. I think I think I'm just excited to see what a Staff has brings to the table yeah. this year. Thanks I for agree. having me
1: on again, guys.
2: Of, of course. course. Anytime. Um, Well, tomorrow we will be talking about the Vikings. Um, Mm -hmm. We will be having some extra special guests tomorrow. My mom and my brother. My mom's from Minnesota, so she's a huge Vikings fan. Um, So they're going to be talking the Vikings with us Mm -hmm. tomorrow, so I'm excited for that. Um, So thank you guys for listening, as always, and we look forward to this football season, and we hope everyone has a great